Amazon.com wants to sell you a Comcast cable package. We want to know what we've done to deserve this on this Consumer Goods Edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. Sean Riley here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Tuesday, March 22nd, 2016, and joining me in studio is the incomparable Vincent Shen. How was your weekend? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I was actually, again, uh, at one of those cabins up out in Shenandoah, enjoying nature, hit with a little snow, actually. I, I'm surprised you're this much of a camper, because this isn't the first time. No, absolutely not. I like it going out there, chop some firewood, enjoy the, <laughs> enjoy the very nice views. Wake up for to see the sunrise probably for the first wear, time. Once. Wear flannel shirts, which for those of you that are listening that can't see Vincent right now, he is wearing a flannel shirt. A very comfortable one at that. <sighs> All right, fine. Um, well, I'm glad you had a good weekend. How about you? Uh, what did I do? I just kind of read and hung out and. I'm all caught up on House of Cards. I didn't watch much TV, and I was kind of planning on it because it wasn't the nicest of weekends. So it was pretty no, it was much not. it was a season. Well, I guess it was norm as cold as it should be, right. but it seemed kind of out of place considering well, the warm weather we've had. We had the teas there, so sure. Um, all right, so diving into the consumer goods news of the week, um, I don't want to call them shenanigans, but what's going on with Under Armour in this here stock stock split? Sure. Uh, so the, you know this news has been uh, you know f- going through developments so to speak for the past six months or so. So keep in mind that Under Armour originally uh, announced plans for a stock split. Uh, it was last June. Uh, the, the the delay happened due to a class action lawsuit that was filed by some shareholders due to the due to the way that they had structured the split. So. Uh, to give you more of that background, uh, currently there exists two classes of shares, Class A and Class B. Uh, there's about 183 million shares outstanding for Class A, and about 34.45 million of the Class B. What's, what makes them different? Class A shares, you get one vote per share. Class B, you get 10 votes per share. The Class B shares, not surprisingly, are all owned by uh, CEO and founder Kevin Plank and his family. and a big part of that in the way it is set up that way is because Plank wants to maintain control of the company that he founded. Right. And it is understandable. This is not uncommon among uh, companies where you had like this one guy really leading the vision and who has, you know, are, who has undoubtedly, you know, taken this company to a level of success that is just truly incredible. So the way that, so the company has gone through previous stock splits. So, I think it was, uh, let me find the dates here. In July 2012 and April 2014, they actually did a traditional split where for every share, Class yeah. A share, Class B share you had, you were getting one additional standard two for one stock split done. Yeah. This one is unique in that for every Class A and B share you own, you're getting a new class, Class C shares. One uh, one share of Class C. And these Class C, class C shares, have no voting rights. And the idea behind this, and the reason why it was controversial and why there was this class action mm-hmm. suit filed, is just because it kind of solidifies the control that Plank has uh, in terms of those voting rights. And it allows him to you know, sell some of his holdings without diluting that. I'm kind of surprised he's uh, that paranoid about losing control. I mean, it's uh, to my knowledge, there's never been an assault on his leadership. I mean, the, the company's doing extremely well. So. Well, just to give you an idea, based on the, those numbers uh, right now, 
those voting rights were a core issue. Uh, and the thing is, he had controlled about two thirds. I think it's about sixty-six percent of the voting rights due to his Class B shares, and you know that gives him uh, the power to like board of directors. Um, and uh, a lot of other uh, like the governance issues, right. and I, that's obviously important to him. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, Plank can sell some of his holdings now through those Class C shares that he receives, and not worry about uh, you know losing some of that that control the voting of the rights. rights. Yeah. And you know, the class action suit was a, suit, a lawsuit was filed, and they've kind of gone through some iterations and basically come to this agreement to allow the split to still take place. So uh, the key terms. So he won. I mean, bottom line. <laughs> yes, but there were some stipulations okay. that came out. So, for example, there's a special dividend that's going to Class C shareholders because the fact is, you know, you have your Class A shares under trading under the ticker symbol UA. These Class C shares are going to trade separately under UA.C, mm-hmm. and it's expected that they're, you know, because they don't have voting rights, are going to, you know, some of that a value. Bit of a there's going to be yeah. a discount, and so that is it going to be a one-time special dividend to Class C shareholders in the amount of fifty-nine million dollars to kind of compensate for that potential discount. Um, there's also going to be a, uh, there's basically a strengthening of some of the non-compete clause uh, with the CEO. That he has to, you know, basically he has to devote enough time to his role as a CEO, mm-hmm. and this is on top of the fact that you know if he ever left the company, for example, he can't do it. He can't join any business venture. He can't go work at Nike. <laughs> that would compete for about five years. Okay, and then also. Uh, if there's any transact major transactions that involve the issuance of Class C shares, as you know, potential compensation for an M and A deal, for example, mm-hmm. you know, the board of directors has to go through a special review to see how that will impact Class A shareholders and also the company overall. So basically, it's like a watchdog system to make sure that uh, you know there's nothing. That with the issuance of the Class C shares, some of these other shareholders besides Plank aren't losing out in some way. So, what do you think he's thinking? Because a lot of other big business minds that owned large percentages of the corporations they founded, you know, cough, cough, Bill Gates. Well, in terms they, of, I mean, he only owned. I think at his peak, he owned. Twenty-eight. I mean, don't quote me, folks. Percent well, in terms of, of his, in terms of Plank's actual ownership, I think it comes around. It's around 16 percent. Uh-huh. But this is the voting rights. You know, he has very concentrated, uh, really large control. control. Yeah, it's just in micro. Bill Gates had been selling his stake in Microsoft. You know, he stepped down from a full-time role in I think two thousand eight or seven or something. But um, he'd been selling millions of shares mm-hmm. every quarter for ten years before that, and he didn't seem to worry about. The well, stuff. there's there's stipula- even stipulations here in terms of uh, in terms of Plank's selling of his holdings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's basically these amounts, these set thresholds, where, for example, if he were to sell about 2.5 million uh, Class A or C shares in a single year, then all those Class B shares convert automatically. Oh to class wow! A. So basically, so it he's per- trapped, it's even though. <laughs> so it kind of controls how much he can sell per year, and that kind of keeps him tied. You know, uh, obviously. Do you think- Basically, to the heart of my question, do you think he's being OCD about having voting control? Like, does he not trust? Uh, I you know think, what I mean. I think on the one hand, a lot of the controversy came about from the fact that the company announced it and basically described it, characterized it as a straight two-for-one stock split, like it's done previously. But that's obviously not the case. Right. These Class C shares have less value without those voting rights. Right. And you know, obviously, that led to the to the lawsuit and some the settlement that they've come to. Uh, or this agreement that they've come to, but 
I, I can understand, you know, I'm, I haven't started a company like this and, right. uh, in the, on the one hand, for inter- if you're a shareholder and you're look, considering, or you're looking at this situation, the split ultimately doesn't really change your, your thesis on this stock. Um, yeah, so uh, moving on, what does this mean if I'm a shareholder yeah, right now? Yeah, so you know, class C shareholders, you know, eventually the class C shareholders, they should be cognizant of the fact that you know the co- the company has made its intentions clear that with stock-based compensation, equity issued in M and A transactions or in partnership deals, that it's going to come from the class C. Okay. So there's the you know that basic potential for dilution is going to be there, and. Otherwise, if you're a long-term under armor investor, you already generally agree with how Plank's been running the business. So keep it in mind, like this is a company where its revenue, its top-line growth has been unbelievable. Uh, it quadrupled from about one billion dollars to four billion dollars over the past five years. You know, unbelievable growth. Uh, the management, the brand power. You know, overall, if you're buying into a company where that's training at 64 times its expected 2016 earnings, and that's after the stock has fallen 20% from its highs last year, like you basically buy into the vision that Planks had, this steady expansion. Like he's guided the company with a pretty steady hand. Mm-hmm. And you know, the split does little to change that story. Uh, you know, whether or not you agree with the way that he's going about. The stock split in order to maintain his control of the voting rights, um, and you know, wanting that ability to sell some of his shares without eroding those rights, you know, that is is on you. But in terms of the actual investing thesis, I don't think it changes the story no. at all. Um, and uh, otherwise, it, it just kind of comes closes out the chapter. And so for the details here, uh, so the Class C stock will I think start trading this week, and there'll Ooh, actually be that up. the official. Uh, shares will be issued on April seventh to shareholders on record as of March twenty eighth, and like I mentioned, they'll trade under UA.C. Yeah, not coming up on Google Finance just yet. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Anyway, okay, cool. All right. Well, before we move on, I wanted to point out to our listeners that April is Financial Literacy Month, and in that spirit, we are giving away ten books to ten lucky winners that all revolve around this theme. These books include favorite financial picks from David Gardner, Morgan Housel, and many more. To enter to win, just go to podcast.fool.com and click on the yellow Super Podcast link at the top of the page. Entering your email address is at the bottom of the Super Podcast page. All right, so Vince, moving on uh, to what I teased in the introduction to the uh, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I come into work this morning. I got my coffee. I got my Cheerios. I walk over to your desk, and you tell me that. Amazon is now selling cable packages for Comcast. Mm-hmm. Not on my list of things that I expected today. <laughs> um, came out of the blue, right? I mean, this is just announced days ago, and you're showing me the page. It's a very attractive, yeah. Like, well, I I actually did not hear about this news till this morning, so I okay. I had to scramble myself a little bit to kind of gather all the details, and I saw the. I saw the page for myself, but just to give our listeners some a bit more of the background. So, if you search Amazon Cable Store, you will f- uh, it'll take you to the landing page, and you'll be able to see a lot of the details that we cover here, and kind of how they uh, some of the benefits of this partnership. Um, but to boil it down for you, you know, in a, pr- in a pretty unlikely tie-up with the cable industry, and you know, considering the fact uh, you know Amazon could easily be considered one of these new content 
providers, you know, their streaming service mm-hmm. is often viewed as one of the reasons why some cable companies have seen, you know, their subscriber losses and they're kind of having to change their business model. But uh, from a report in the Wall Street Journal, basically, Comcast CEO Ryan Roberts and then his the head of the cable division, Neil Smith, they met with Jeff Bezos during a trip to Silicon Valley in 2015. So this partnership kind of started there, and then over the past year, they've ironed it out, and now it's launching uh, right. officially. So uh, Comcast's Xfinity service is the only partner that's currently available, but that is pro- likely to change based on some other reports that I've seen, um, and. You know this Amazon, this cable store allows you to shop there off these Comcast offerings, assuming it's available in your area. They'll ask for your zip code. You can see all the different packages, and there's also some other perks as well. Uh, you know, Amazon, known for making the shopping process so simple. Especially, you know, think about Prime members and the fact that. Uh, they tend to do a lot more uh, buying from Amazon than mm-hmm. non-Prime members, just because it's so easy. Uh, I think Comcast definitely sees the benefit there and <laughs> what they can learn from the partnership, even just like reducing the number of clicks, for example, to close out the transaction to finalize right. it. Uh, and the thing is, for Amazon customers, there's a lot of perks to signing up through uh, through Amazon for Comcast service. Gift cards. So the ordering process, the cards? ordering process is similar, right? Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people are familiar with Amazon checkout service and the reviews and that's all here and then also Amazon itself is extremely customer centric in exactly. fact they're willing to take financial losses in order to make the customer happy exactly. so yeah uh, and there's some tie-ins you know think free Amazon gift cards that come with certain bundles uh, you know you get the full lineup of packages tips on buying your own modem to save money so again that customer centric nature and the thing another big thing that I think will actually be the uh, one of the bigger draws uh, to sign up through Amazon is a dedicated customer service team. So Comcast is basically setting aside this special staff. So this these team will be experts on a lot of the issues you get from billing to technical issues. And so instead of being potentially transferred all around, which I personally experienced trying to call Comcast mm-hmm. when I have had issues, hopefully this one rep can handle everything, and it's much more streamlined experience yeah. when you're contacting them. But also. Uh, there's less wait time. Their goals to get if you call them to answer within 60 seconds or less, which would be pretty impressive considering the time. That's that never I've happened to, to me. Exactly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot more flexibility just in terms of how they're able to reach out to you via phone, email, chat, social media. Just really broadening that. Uh, and again, I think some of some people have experienced like absurd or have have had absurd experiences trying to. Cl- cancel their service. Whereas here, these reps, uh, I think it's something uh, Amazon mentions, they're not paid by commission. If you call in and you want to cancel within 30 days of signing up for a contract, done deal. And if if you don't have a term and you want to like downsize your plan or you want to cancel because you're on a no-term contract, boom. Again, none of that pushiness. Uh, So there's definitely some perks in terms if you are an Amazon customer signing up this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big picture though, uh, I think Ever since the Time Warner deal fell apart, Comcast has their management team's been really vocal about how they're trying to invest more in their customer service. I think they're spending something along the lines of three hundred million dollars investing in, um, you know, more staff to handle customer service calls. Uh, they're they're doing things like allowing you to track where your technician is if you have a house call coming, and then if they're late, they'll credit you. If you're late, if they're late even a single minute, they'll credit you twenty dollars to your account, for example. Oh, wow. Trying to encourage. Uh, Trying to encourage you know this better service from the company, and then 
but in, in terms of the, the pros and cons here, you know, Bennett's for Amazon, it kind of solidifies his reputation, right, as being this one-stop shop for everything you need. Well, not only that, but when I, you know, foresaw this, it occurred to me that this is just another value add for my Prime membership because now, if and when I move, I'm currently a Comcast customer here in Alexandria because they have a little mini monopoly in this little enclave of southern DC metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I theoretically, I could, you know, when I move. He's, he's, you know, my Amazon Prime subscription to get in there and get new Comcast service or wherever. And uh, you know, again, it should be a more fluid process signing up through the Amazon service. Uh, and the thing is, uh, you know, if this rollout's successful, it'll only reinforce for customers that Amazon can make an, even like a company with a pretty mm-hmm. rough reputation um, have a very positive experience. So it's like that Amazon effect, like that magic that they have. And of course. They're not doing this for free. They earn right. a fee for each subscriber that signs up based on, again, the Wall Street report they mentioned they had a source. Um, so, how much that is, we're not quite sure. Maybe we'll find out more about that in the future. But then on the Comcast side, you know, they can learn a lot from this partnership. They're increasing their outlets for signing up new subscribers. They have some of that cross promotional activity mm-hmm. that we mentioned. You know, they offer security services, for example, that might also get offered through Amazon at some point in the future. And I think this is just another step for them to be able to improve some of their public perception, and you know the pricing wise, it's the exact same. So you sign up through, decide to sign up through Comcast, and then you look at Amazon pricing. There's going to be no change there otherwise. Um, so it's just really interesting, I, a very unlikely partnership. I did not expect to see, and uh, I'm kind of curious to, uh, if other companies join the join the, uh, the flock. You know, Charter, I think, is rumored in that report to also be uh, talking to Amazon about adding their services. And you can, see, if you go to the site, which I highly encourage you to check it out, you can see that they're building in a way that they're preparing to have these other partners in addition to Xfinity. And so we'll see what the uh, you know how many people take to this and That's awesome, if it's yeah. successful for them. Cool. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Vince. Thanks, John. Have a good day. And if you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that is industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people in this program may have interests in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Vincent Shen, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!